So Lord, speak to us now. We pray that you would speak deep into our hearts. We pray that you would speak your life-changing word to us. That we may live for your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if you've got a drawer or a cupboard in your house uh, the same as the one we have in ours. In it, uh, you'll find all sorts of random bits and pieces. A key for a lock that you don't even have now. Some string. A few batteries which might or might not have any power in them. Phone chargers and cables and random bits of wire that you don't even know what they were for anymore. The uh, comedian Michael McIntyre has a routine about his man drawer, that kind of thing where everything's put because you never know when it might be useful. At first glimpse, it looks like our reading this morning is Luke's man drawer as he writes his gospel. There are random bits and pieces about sin and forgiveness and faith and duty and so on and he just kind of throws them all here. Maybe useful sometime but we're not entirely sure what to do with them. And that's what I was thinking that it would just be a kind of random kind of hear something on this and hear something on this. Until I remembered Luke's express purpose as he sits down to write his gospel. You might remember back at the very start, at Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, he says that he writes an orderly account. That this isn't random, uh, that there is a purpose here, uh, that they fit together. And the more I looked at the passage, uh, the more it seems that the the key moment is the request of the disciples in verse 5. Look at it with me. And maybe uh, as you come to church today, this is the cry of your heart as well. You're following Jesus, but you feel that it's not always easy. You feel uh, like you need his help. You know that you need his help. You feel like you need more. Do you see what they say? Is this what you're saying as well? The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. We have faith, Lord, but give us more. Help us to trust you more. This morning, as we work through the passage, remember that request. Remember those three words, increase our faith. So what prompts it? Why do the apostles say that? How does Jesus respond? And then what might it look like? So first of all, what what prompts it? What is it that makes the apostles say to Jesus, increase our faith? It's something that Jesus says about sin. Or rather, 
two things which are almost equal and opposite about sin. Look at verse 1. And he said to his disciples, temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. Jesus is saying, don't be the cause of someone else's sin. Don't be the one to lead someone else astray. And here's how serious it is. Jesus says in verse 2, It would be better for him if a millstone were hung round his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. It's a bit like the mafia where they you know, have the, the concrete shoes you know, and then chuck you into, into the water. That's how serious it is. You see, we're not Christians in isolation. It's not just me and Jesus and that's it. We're, we're part of the body. We're responsible for one another. We are our brother's keeper. Now that might be hard enough to make sure that you don't lead someone else into sin. But the next thing that Jesus says is probably even harder. Verse 3. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So Jesus says, don't be the cause of other people's sin and don't hold their sin against them. Forgive when they repent. Forgive every time they repent. Now when Jesus says here seven times in a day, that doesn't mean that you count them up and you think, well, the eighth time, too bad. I'm not forgiving you this time. Jesus is saying as many times as they repent, forgive them. Are you ready? To forgive. Now these are difficult things. That's why the apostles say increase our faith. It's no wonder. It's not easy uh, to live this way. And so what the uh, apostles are saying is Lord if you want us to do this then we need your help. We need uh, more faith. Give us more faith to be able to do these hard things. But look at how Jesus replies. Verse 6. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The mulberry tree was seen as the hardest of trees to move. It was thought that the root would remain in the ground for 600 years. It was so firmly rooted. So how much faith do you think it would take to do the seeming impossible? To uproot a a mulberry tree? Buckets of faith? Oceans of faith? No, Jesus says faith like a grain of mustard seed. 
a, a teeny tiny seed you could hardly see. It's not that you need loads and loads of faith. You just need to have faith in God. As one writer has said, it is not so much great faith in God that is required as faith in a great God. Having even a small amount of faith in God is enough to see miracles happen. To see the impossible happen because it's only a mustard seed of faith that's needed to be born again. Only a mustard seed of faith that's enough to be guaranteed the hope of eternal life. To stop trusting in yourself and to start trusting in Jesus, that's enough to see amazing things happen. You just need to have faith. In the right object. No matter how small. Imagine. Two men. With ladders. One has complete confidence. And total faith. That his ladder. Is going to hold him up. Even though it's a rickety old ladder. Tied with baler twine. And there's more woodworm holes in it. Than there is wood left. And as he climbs it, he has total confidence, but it snaps and he falls. But the other, well, he isn't very sure of ladders. He has just a tiny bit of faith in his ladder, even though it's sturdy, even though it's brand new. So no matter how little confidence he has in it, As he climbs up it will hold him. Because it's not the amount of faith you have. It's what you put your faith in. Even a little bit of faith is enough. To see amazing things happen. So where is your faith today? What is it in? But then Jesus says when we do trust, when we do see amazing things happen, as our faith grows, as we see God working in our lives, we can't take the credit for it ourselves. That's the point of the story about the servant that Jesus tells from verse 7. He says, will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and recline at table? Well, the answer is no. That's not how things work. The servant, his job is to serve, to make sure that the master is fed and watered before he sees to himself. But if the servant does what is required, then he doesn't need to be thanked. He's just done his job. He has obeyed his orders. And Jesus says that we are God's servants, that we are under his command. That, as he says, so you also, verse 10, when you have done all that you were commanded, say we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. 
We may see amazing things as we step out in faith. We may see that lives changed, but at the end of the day, we're only doing what God told us to do. We don't deserve to be part of his plans. It's all by grace that he chooses to use any one of us. The disciples wanted Jesus to increase their faith. He was calling them to hard things. Not leading other people to sin and forgiving other people's sins. But Jesus says you don't need big faith. Just small faith in a big God is enough. And then Luke tells us about something that happened as they were walking along. Something that shows us how much faith is needed. Jesus is entering a village. He's on the border between Samaria and Galilee. Whenever ten lepers stand at a distance and shout out at him. As we were thinking about with the the children, leprosy in those days was a life sentence. You were unclean, you were cut off from normal family life, you were living with other lepers on the edge of society. And they see Jesus and shout at him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so Jesus tells him to go. And show yourselves to the priests. The priests had a public health role as well as their religious role. They were the people who could certify healing from leprosy. And as the ten set off, as they obeyed what Jesus said, they were cleansed. But the nine continued. And only one turned back, praising God with a loud voice, falling at Jesus' feet and giving him thanks. And Luke says he was a Samaritan. He was the wrong sort of person. He was, as Jesus says, this foreigner. Ten were cleansed, but only one said thank you. Ten were healed of leprosy, but only one heard the closing words of Jesus. The last words in our passage today. Look at them with me. And as you look at them, you might find them familiar. These are the same words that Jesus spoke to the sinful woman in Simon the Pharisee's house in chapter 7. Do you remember Simon was having a dinner party and he hadn't bothered you know, washing Jesus' feet or you know, um, doing anything for him. And yet the woman came and, um, and cleaned his feet uh, with her tears and, and wiped his feet with her hair and, and poured on the, the perfume as a sign of, of her love and devotion to Jesus. And Jesus said to her these words. They're the same words that Jesus spoke to the woman of the discharge of blood. Do you remember Jairus uh, brings Jesus towards uh, his home because his daughter is dying and has died. And along the way there's this woman who touches the edge of Jesus' garment. And is cleansed from her 
12 year at Prolda. And Jesus says these words to her. These are words which show that even a little faith, even faith as small as a mustard seed, is enough, is saving faith. Jesus says, verse 19, rise and go your way. And in those common words, your faith has made you well. The footnote in uh, the passage says that this also means your faith has saved you. As you come to the Lord's table today, you don't need gallons of faith. You don't need buckets of faith. But you do need to have faith. Even a mustard seed is enough to be assured of sins forgiven. To have heaven as your home. To see God use you in the here and now. To do his purposes. To do the impossible. As he changes us and makes us more like Jesus. As you come to him today. As you cry out to him. Increase our faith. Hear his word. That faith as small as a mustard seed is enough. And that when you have it, your faith has saved you. Let's pray. Lord God, we cry out to you and ask that you that would indeed give us the gift of faith. That we would throw all our weight on you. That we would prove that you are able to save. Lord help us to surrender ourselves to you. And to your will. That we would do what you want. That we would see your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.